Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on their minds. Oh, God. It's going to be one of those weird ones, folks. We're on Zoom. Live on Yay. Zoom, pre-recorded for you. Um, <laughs> I'm Trevor Kizon. I'm a super chub, and uh, I have some Christmas spirit energy. I have some cold, uh, crisp morning energy. I have some... Uh, Sket jazz energy, as you can tell nice. from the weird intro. You certainly do. <laughs> uh, hi, my name is Michael. I am a chaser, and I've also got some good Christmas vibes going. I like that we're all wearing some form of red. Even Dan, who is in his classic white T-shirt, still has a red my, uh, headphone cable on him. And red shorts. So, and, oh, red shorts that we can't see. So <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm getting ready for the holidays. He didn't holidays. say he was wearing them. There's just red shorts somewhere. <laughs> They're in the area. I took them off my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, my name is Don. I'm a big chubby guy living in sunny Hollywood, and today I am a anticipatory Christmas boy. I have uh, mm. finally officially made my plans to stay here in Los Angeles, which I, I hardly ever do through Christmas. So I'm looking forward to uh, exploring the empty city. Yes. <laughs> hi, my name is Dan Oliverio, chubby chaser, author, public speaker, and... Um, I am just loving this crisp, cold Los Angeles. I don't think we're quite. We're in winter. Yes, we are in winter. No, we're not in winter. We're not in winter yet. Sorry. Uh, we're still in well, fall, but it's crisp and cool and abrasing. 58 degrees. I, just, I know. I have such a hard time grasping you can be in December and it not be winter. It's just a weird thing. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, we are coming to you guys over Zoom, as Trevor said, and um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good one, actually. We've got yeah. some good vibes going. Woo! Um, Let's dive right in, right on in with uh, some good news for everybody. Um, Nicole Byer, our our favorite big beautiful woman, is uh, has a, a Netflix comedy special coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's out. It's live. It's it's it's, it's wonderful. Ready to be watched. Um, it is Nicole Byer, BBW, big beautiful weirdo. Um, <laughs> I got so excited when I saw it's that. It's a great name. I was, I was a little double entendre there for you. Um, I watched the trailer. I haven't actually seen the show yet, but I watched the trailer. Have you guys seen the trailer for it out of curiosity? I have. have So thoughts about this, because the trailer is basically her pole dancing to this like (laughs) sexy pole dancing song. And then the only clip from the show they play, it cuts to her saying, I need to get, you know, (laughs) and everybody laughs and claps and cheers. And I. What what more do you need to know, Michael? I mean, that's the show. (laughs) (laughs) I so. My my question was, is that Netflix playing the it's funny because fat people aren't sexy joke? Or is that just her taking ownership of being funny and sexy at the same time? I mean, I would argue that a person of any size doing that is going to that's going to be on the sizzle reel. You know, that's going to get featured. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's attention grabbing. I'll, you yeah. know. <laughs> well, um, I'm trying to remember his name. It's something Vasquez. Um Great little uh, uh, comic out of Brooklyn that I like. He used to be on the Nightly Show. Um, his his billboards for his his most recent special is just him standing naked with his hands over his junk. So mm-hmm. it's similar. It's it's sort of thematically the same. You know, it's it's a is playful it a- sexuality being used to advertise your comedy special. Are we going to go as far as calling this a new theme, a new trend, or is it just these two people? No, I, what's her name? Uh, Amy Schumer mm-hmm. did did something similar. I think she had a, didn't she have a naked pregnant photo to advertise one of her comedy camp thing, comedy things? I just remember her in all the leather. Oh. 
I don't what? know if the naked thing was uh, for a stand-up special or if it was just like her pregnant on a magazine cover, like doing kind of the, the Demi Moore. The, yeah, maybe. Oh, right, right, right. I have not finished the stand-up special. There, uh, I, I don't want to spoil it for people, but there is a very nice uh, bit about, um, I don't know, people who follow Nicole Byer on uh, Instagram will know that she dislocated her ankle. Oh, no. Like basically oh. kind of right when things were kind of starting to open up again. And she has a bit about kind of that, which is very, very <laughs> funny. Uh, very enjoyable. I, never, I didn't know you could dislocate your ankle. I didn't either. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I think you can conceivably dislocate any joint, right? Could you well, dislocate you can... your head? <laughs> your ankle <laughs> is such is a hodgepodge dying? of so many little bones. Like, <laughs> not if it's screwed on. That's true. <laughs> well, that's cool. But you, you've seen the start of it, Trevor, and you like yes. what you've seen so far? Yes. Excellent. I am so looking forward to checking that out. I'm a little, I don't think we've done this on the show before, but um, speaking of things that we just watched, I just watched uh, the first six episodes of Wheel of Time, oh. which our, our <laughs> dear co-host Don was heavily involved with the development of. Yes. Are we allowed to say that? Am I allowed to say I, that? I can say that much, but I, I okay. it's one of those things I'm wrapped in so many NDAs, I'm terrified to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm um, even more excited to see it now because I've, I've, I've anticipated it, but you know, there's a lot of the a lot of the sci-fi stuff. I mean, maybe I've been too jaded by the CW, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it's just that. Okay, never mind. But so I, I, I am excited for it. Yay! I'm I I really liked it. I didn't. I have not read the books, as most people know. I'm not a a big book reader guy, for a variety of reasons. And so movies and shows are the way that I like to get into stories. And I I thought it was really. I was surprised, and I was surprised by how consistently surprised I was. Nice. Like as the show goes on, um, there's a really nice sort of evolution of how they bring you into the world, which is very accessible. Um, for people who haven't, because I've never experienced the story, and I'm sure that's the balance they have to strike. I don't know how people who have read the books are taking it, but for me, it was actually really easy to get into and very watchable. I am pleased to say that so far, I'm, I am watching the fan reactions like a hawk, and most <laughs> most of them have been pretty pretty freaking positive so far. Oh, good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, the number one Amazon release for the year, uh, one Ooh. of the top five Amazon releases of all time. So oh wow. Yeah. Awesome. I am very pleased. Yay. Yay. Um, all right. Next up. So I, I'm going to let somebody else take the lead okay. on this because I didn't I'll, actually get to I'll read set it. it up because I saw this and I thought it was very exciting and interesting. And I set it aside during our hiatus. Uh, and it's a tweet, a little Twitter thread from Michael Hobbs, uh, co-host of Maintenance Phase with Aubrey Gordon, um, all around wonderful debunker, journalist, terrific fella. But he has since... He's done a Twitter purge. So this morning when I went to look at it again, it has been deleted, but it's not like a, he doesn't stand by it. It's like he deleted everything from Twitter uh, before, I think it was December 11th. Um, But I was able to kind of recover the, the tweet to set this up. And he's basically looking at two different studies of COVID like risks for death and by comparing these two studies, people who aren't married are more likely to die of COVID than people who are obese. Uh, and Dan said huh. that this, um, he kind of dives into this a little more in a recent episode of Maintenance Phase. Yeah, the episode of Maintenance Phase, their podcast, is the episode is called 
uh, is being fat bad for you? And they do a beautiful deep dive into the history of obesity research and some of the practices and biases. And also going into the controversies of like, well, you know, because this study says this, this study says that, I guess we'll never know. It's like, no, that the study that says this is flawed. Stop it. Just stop mm. it. <laughs> and one of the things that they de delve into, which is which is adjacent to this tweet is the idea of correlation and that, you know, there's a lot bigger things that correlate with mortality than obesity, but we explain those away because we don't believe in them, but we latch onto the correlation about obesity because well, fat people. Mm. And so if you're, if you're looking around for correlates for mortality or in this case, correlates for COVID, there are lots of higher correlations than being fat. And then in the podcast, they also get into, well, what do they mean by being fat? And well, it's BMI. Okay. But then how are those studies generating BMI and who's mm -hmm. reporting the BMI and blah, 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 mm -hmm. and off to the races we go. But yeah, he, he, I think the takeaway from this is that we use statistics to reinforce what we already believe. And if we don't believe it, then we don't believe the statistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I like yeah. about the, you know, the since deleted tweet thread is, him saying, you know, people aren't going to look at the study about marital status and like be like, oh my God, I have to get married and like exactly. run out and get married. <laughs> or in the podcast, the another one he looks at is that it's Catholics have five years longer life expectancy than evangelical Christians and Jews have five years more life expectancy than Catholics. But, you know, when you're going to your doctor's office, no doctor says, well, have you considered converting to Judaism? Because, you know, it will lengthen your life in some cases by 10 years. <laughs> you really should be looking at Judaism. And <laughs> nobody says that because then we start looking for other factors. But if someone says, oh, you're so many pounds, quote unquote, overweight, have you tried weight loss? Nobody looks at the alternate factors. Well, you know, are you... Are you, uh, do you have access to healthcare? Are you avoiding mm -hmm. healthcare because your doctor's going to hector you? Uh, mm -hmm. Did you wait too long to find, like there's so many other factors, the economics of it. Mm -hmm. But nobody's looking for that because those are seen as irrelevant. Yep. But, when, but when we have higher correlations, it's like, oh, well, there's obviously another way to explain that. Yeah, um, it was definitely, I even saw recently uh, somewhere that was, God, I don't even I don't even care to remember what it was, but it was just like in the source uh, course of a conversation. It was like, oh, and we all know that obesity is a higher uh, mortality rate for for COVID, and so and continued speaking. I was just sitting there like, can we not like really? Can we not like? Can we just move past this assumption like that? This is just going to advert. I was talking to a friend of mine recently, actually, and it was like, you know, talking about how like oh well you know of course it's a good idea to lose weight because you don't you know you want to live longer and i was like i'm sorry wait can we just rewind, <laughs> rewind this for that. a second mm -hmm. like well no really? it's, it's deeper than that michael because he points to this one particular study where the their authors are comparing the uh, mortality rates of thin people versus fat people and the study very carefully selects out the thin people who were smokers, the thin people who, you know, died <laughs> in the first few, first few, few, first few years because obviously they were sick anyway. Uh, but the study makes a footnote of saying, <clears throat> oh, by the way, every, all, on the obese side of the, of, the, of the group, we left in anybody who died and assumed that they died because they were fat. We just made that assumption. Here's the footnote that says it. Moving on. <laughs> Holy shit. So if you got hit by a car while you were fat, that was an obesity-related illness. 
Well, you that was dodge. That was, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you got hit that by a car while you were fat, flawed. then you died of being fat. But if you were a, you know, if you were a smoker who used tobacco to stay thin, that's not a thin-related death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. Holy shit, that is flawed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very common. Uh. Very, very common. Well, uh, uh, we got some more flawed stuff coming, people. It's, yeah. <laughs> we got. We Brace yourselves, the, people. The hopes high with Nicole Byer. Yeah. Doing her pole dance in a cheeseburger bikini, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we we're going right in. It's Michael doesn't have the button. I don't. It's feel of the music washing over you. Hear it in your heads. <laughs> yes, it's well in your in your headphones, <laughs> gentle listener. It is. Oh my god! It's the last fat watch. This year, twenty twenty one. This year, twenty twenty one. Done, done. Not dun, ever. Done. Not ever. No. It's a, 2020 <laughs> part two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. So this is. Um, so I first heard an ad for this new campaign when I was listening to the podcast uh, "Stuff You Missed in History Class," and at first I got excited, and then the ad continued, and mm. it is a new campaign called "It's Bigger Than Me," mm. and it is about destigmatizing obesity. That sounds great, Trevor. Yes. That why wouldn't it, why wouldn't that be a good thing, Trevor? It is funded by Novo Nordisk, a pharmaceutical company. Yes. Uh as part of a launch for their new weight loss drug, Wegovy. Oh, fun. Uh, and Queen Queen Latifah, <laughs> the two E's, Queen Latifah is part of this campaign, which uh Dan and I just watched uh last holiday, which Delightful movie. Check it out. Even uh, I liked wonderful. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, because I hate romantic comedy. <laughs> but there, uh, Reagan Chastain. Uh, we we love Reagan Chastain and all the kind of work she does with educating people about advocacy for standing up for themselves with doctors, debunking. And she wrote a piece, um, kind of unpacking all of this for uh, the mighty. Mm-hmm. What is it's, what is everyone's uh, feelings on this? Because I have. A lot of feelings. I, I keep getting ads for this, by the way, and it is infuriating me every time. I'm glad I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I so I my take was, I mean, I had the initial, I guess, reaction of okay, so but why is this? You know, you want to know why, like, because us on the surface, it's like, oh, we're gonna take you know take down fat phobia, and she breaks down the whys of how this is actually propagating uh, self hatred and and amongst fat people basically in order to convince them that they should go get this product to go lose weight. Um, the first point of which is that they don't use the word fat. They, they can't bring themselves mm-hmm. to use the word fat and instead choose to use words, trigger words like obese and overweight terms, which as she writes are, were created to pathologize fat bodies with a basis in racism and specifically anti-blackness. Um, and that actually hit home immediately for me. I was like, Oh God, I, that is so insidious that like we're using languaging that will make you subconsciously sort of recoil in a way that, I mean, the word fat obviously I think still has an impact for people, but at its core, it is just as Dan has said, an adjective, whereas obese and overweight are are designed to make yeah. you know that it is wrong to be Yeah, fat. they're there's medical additional categories. Pa- yeah. There's mm-hmm. additional pa- baggage there 
with, yeah. with tagged on messages. I mean, yeah. to be fair, though, if you're Novo Nordisk, you're talking to doctors, you're going to use the medical nomenclature as egregious as it is. They're not talking to fat activists. They're talking to doctors who are trying to get rid of the dreaded disease, quote unquote, of obesity. Um, and and the, the thing that's disingenuous about this is that if there were money in blaming fat people's character, they'd be all over that. But there's actually, if you're a pharmaceutical company, there is so much more money to be made by making fat a metabolic disorder. So let's jump on that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because otherwise, cure that. right, exactly. Because, you know, so it's and, and, and I'm kind of too minded about this because it is we know so little about why people are fat. We have I mean, we have a dozen possible causes and it's suspect to be looking for causes like it's, you know, if we talked about, well, what causes homosexuality? You know, that would be a ridiculous conversation today or just like you can ask the question, but nobody's terribly interested in the discussion. And we used to see homosexuality as a medical issue, as a mental illness, as mm -hmm. causing death. I mean, there's a whole long history of this and you can see it repeating itself again or <laughs> extending itself again with the fat community. So it, it's, it's tough because there's, there's so much bias behind the question. You know, we, we need better questions. We don't need answers to our bad questions. I think it's also worth pointing out because we've talked about this. I mean, I feel like at several points this year and I don't know, maybe last year times flat circle as, <laughs> as we know at this point, we is the, uh, is a higher dose of semaglutide, which is, I mean, we've been talking about this as mm -hmm. they have been releasing these studies and talking about, Oh my God, we can sell this as a weight loss medication. Um, but also, it has the side effect of suicidal ideation and behaviors, um, which. Yeah, but you'll be a thin corpse when you kill yourself. Yeah. That's the important uh, thing. That's really the important thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I got to say, like, there's this lovely casket that I've been trying to slim down to fit into. There you so. go. See, yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of gallows humor yeah. I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> you want to look good at your funeral. Uh, <laughs> everyone has that little black coffin in their closet that they're just trying to fit into. All right. So keep your eyes out for uh, the It's Bigger Than Me campaign as it tries to sneak its way into your medicine chest while yeah. pretending that it's trying to make you feel better about yourself. I hope Queen Latifah is getting a ton of money for this and that maybe she is just living her best life with her new boat uh it's like the the queen latifah of the sea and she's just has her sunglasses on wind in her hair sunlight warming her face feel it feel the sunlight on your face yes yes you know some someday we we might want to do an episode on if you are a fat celebrity what other products are you going to be asked to rep besides a diet or weight loss product like, are you going to, you know, like if, you, if you're a thin celebrity, you can get approached by all sorts of food companies, athletic wear, like you have all these, all these endorsement opportunities, but what are your opportunities as a fat celebrity? And I wonder if that is in often the case driving these choices, because I'm, I'm thinking about like, Ooh. gosh, it's so disappointing when a celebrity reps a product that we don't believe in, whether it's, you know, yeah. Weight Watchers or, or Novo okay, Nordisk. So I, I think I, I have some off the top of my head. There's a. Uh, 
weight loss medication, you know, weight loss treatment medication, whatever. Uh, if the celebrity has a chronic illness, they're mm-hmm. allowed to mm-hmm. advertise that. Uh, old diabetes. Navy. <laughs> yeah, but it's got to be. A, but you wouldn't hire that celebrity, that fat celebrity, unless it were a quote unquote obesity related disease. That's true. No, I can and, see. Well, but but that's good news. That's good news because everything is an obesity related disease. Because yeah. if you're fat, that's why you got it. Uh, <laughs> old Navy. Old Navy has had some. I feel that's like true. they usually have there you the, go. Yeah, that's true. the plus that's true. size celebrity du jour in their like winter campaign. And so they're in sweaters and pajamas. But even in those campaigns, like A.D. Bryant has to comment like, I'm in a Gap ad. She's as surprised as we they are. the door and I snuck in. Well, speaking of... Sneaking in. Sneaking into the party. Yeah, sneaking in. So I think Don should set up our main topic this week because this was... Oh, yes. So... While I was visiting my father, uh, he has gained a lot of weight as he uh, nears his 80th birth, as he passes his 80th birthday. Um, and during COVID, being remarkably un- inactive, um, he's he's reached a level of weight that he's never had before. And suddenly I found my father coming to me and talking about, like, all these things you've told me about, they're real. They're <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was all in your head. Oh, gosh. And so now he's, like, uh, when I... Uh, when he discovered I was wearing the suspenders that we've talked about on our podcast uh, that go over the shoulder, he thought it was freaking genius. And suddenly <laughs> I am the fat guru, right? So uh, <laughs> post-COVID, yeah, post-COVID, we're now entering a world where suddenly a whole not- bunch of people are identifying as being fatter. And now my dad is legit getting bigger, but a lot of people are showing up on like Growler and Bigger City saying that they are now chubs. And while, you know, I I believe a lot of fat is in our head, you know, we we define ourselves by our own self-images and that's okay. This is this is a little weird for me. It's yeah. and I don't know how to feel about it. It's like I don't want to tell people like you are not fat because then I'm taking away something that they believe they see themselves as and that they're feeling and they're being treated as, I imagine. Um, well, at least by their own by their own mind, by their own mind, or maybe by their friends. I don't know the circumstances. Of maybe their life, you know you the know? thing. The reason I think you're conflicted, and I am too, is because there's so many ways to come at this question. Mm-hmm. And because on the one hand, you don't want to be a gatekeeper, which you alluded to, like you know who's yep. allowed in the fat club. Well, you're not. Why? Because I say so. Yep. Uh, you know. Right. So there's that. But then there's the other thing of well, if <laughs> let me start here. If body positivity is rolling out far and wide, then a lot of people are going to be less inclined to be shamed by their weight gain. And they're going to say, yeah, I'm a chub. Ha ha. See, I gained 20 pounds and now I'm a chub. Deal with it. I, and I, and let me put the because okay. I think which butcher which you're about to say the problem with body positivity mm-hmm. <laughs> is that it sort of erases the line between someone who lost a set of abs and who is like 500 pounds like there's fat liberation and then there's you know not feeling like shit about your body. Yes, but what I was going to say is I think something that is extremely telling, and I don't know Don if this is part of what prompted you to to suggest this mm-hmm. grinder introduced a new like i guess kind of hashtag system where you can select hashtags for your profile for like they used to have this thing with tribes which was very limited but now there is you can select hashtags which like there's bear and then there's also like i don't know water sports and 
all, there's some things I don't even know where I'm like, what? I don't, I should probably Google this, but I don't want to. You know, but if you don't Chubb, know, you don't need to know. Chubb is an option. Oh, good. Which okay. I will say Grinder has always had, for a long time, Grinder had the highest weight option you could like select for their profiles. Then like it didn't, I think <laughs> like, maybe a growler went that high, but like it was higher than Scruff, which was like, you know, the, I feel like the first kind of bear grinder thing mm -hmm. but like it's interesting they have chub but they don't have chaser or chubby chaser well, and that's the yeah. thing that's why i stay off of all the mainstream apps because i i mean sure i could put it in the description but nobody reads the description whereas if you're fat and you have a picture of yourself being fat guess what people know you're fat <laughs> or at least can make a decision about like they're attracted. They're not attracted. But <laughs> as a chaser, there's there's no way for me to screen out like, you know, the muscle bear down the street who wants to get with me. I'm like, sorry, not, not what I do. <laughs> and and if I go on a traditional app, that's 90 percent of the attention I'm going yeah. to get because no one's going to read farther than, you know, my torso. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think one of the things that bothers me just personally is I get a sense from a lot of these people that they are descending from on high to be with you poor with you plebeians. Mm. Like I have mm. fallen from my a gay status, so now I will deign to mix with you, and I, you should be glad to have me. Is that's my reaction? Yeah, no, no, I can see know? that. I I think I interpret it slightly differently. It's more like, you know, I'm I, I I'm down I'm down with the people. I'm down with the oppressed because I've gained twenty pounds. Yeah, that too. That too. That right. Too. Taking ownership of an of a life experience yeah. that you haven't had time to have because you've only, you know, in the last like six yeah. months. Yes, know. but and and counting as life experience the shame that you felt over these twenty pounds, which <sighs> you think is somehow equivalent to the life experience of someone who is three or four hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what I think is interesting is so like I'm curious what the experience is going to be for these, you know newfound chubs you know who maybe went from 180 to like you know a, a must like a, a fit 180 thick maybe you know three c's as always um to like you know 220 and they have a belly now and they don't know what to do and like there there definitely is a uh, a class of chub who i've talked to who you know have frustration because like they're like i'm too fat for the mainstream but i'm too small like chasers aren't into me because I'm not big enough. And I'm curious if these these new chubs, this new wave uh, chub experience, if they're going to have that. Mm. And also like if there's going to be like an influx then now of chaser, you know, chasers who like <laughs> like We're thick guys, you know, three C's. Uh, um, but then are like, oh, my God, that's so great. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. the the bigger chubs and super chubs being like yeah i i agree with that them. thinking i i yeah. have to admit like my experience of being a chubby guy in my 20s looking for people who would be into my body as opposed to being a guy in my 40s looking for guys who'd be into my body has been very different mm -hmm. like there are way more younger people identifying as chasers now than were when i was younger and whether that's because hmm. their greater access to the content as far as like pornography and sexualized large bodies is more available now or maybe because they're physically more chubby guys to be yeah. appreciated who knows but well i remember you know. i was uh 
I was out in West Hollywood with a friend of mine who hadn't been to West Hollywood in literally decades. And the last time he was in West Hollywood, it was, you know, 1987, 1992 or something like ancient yeah. times. And he remembers it as like ultra thin because that was the gay aesthetic to be ultra, ultra thin. It was the era of the twink. And now, I mean, twinks get, at least in my circles, twinks get trashed. I mean, to the mm -hmm. point where like, it's almost offensive in the other direction where like, you're not allowed to have that body. You should be fatter. And, and wow. it just, okay. well, it became, it, yeah, because it comes from, I think, you know, fat people have been shit on for so long. And a lot of times in a community, when you get shit on, you tend to pass it along when, yeah. you, you know, like, you know, That's if you're big, fair. if you, if yeah. you're me, if you're the middle child and you got shat on by your big brother, then you're going to pass it on to your little brother. It's, it's kind of that <laughs> syndrome. Uh, right. but, but what I'm thinking is what you're talking, what you're speaking about, Don could be that it's, it's not only that people have gotten fatter, but also the aesthetic has changed. And in the 80s, that changed too with, uh, with the AIDS epidemic. It, it was suspect to be thin because maybe you had AIDS. And that's when bodybuilding came into fruition uh, for a number of reasons. I don't know about that though, because bodybuilding was also a reaction to the AIDS medications, wasn't it? Well, like in the sense that you could get on steroids like testosterone or um, other steroids, as a guard against wasting disease. So steroids were much more uh, uh, available in the gay community than they had ever been before. It wasn't just Muscle Beach. Yeah, I, I remember I was I tended to be more sus like when I was very, you know, like on guard about AIDS all the time. And that mm -hmm. was that was like consuming me when I was thinking about sex. Um, I remember a, a built guy with a bit of a belly was a warning sign to me because that meant ACT. Oh, that meant right, right. That's you know, uh, the lipodystrophy. Yeah, the redistribution yeah. of fatty deposits in places like uh, the belly, but completely like rail thin everywhere else. Yeah, or the hump. So the I've always neck. thought that sort of like our swing into muscle bound jockdom was more of a reaction to to that like picture of you know, the definition of what we think of as physical looking health. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we, we do hit this point where like, I'm, I kind of don't want to call people out because I don't want to be, I don't want to say you're not one of us, you know, but well, you're not one of us. But like, there's also you, an you have a different experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's also an economic side to this because as yeah. a lot of people in the gainer community will tell you, I mean, there've been a lot of people I, I, it's not just Gainer, it's also just the Chubb community too, where they're on OnlyFans or Patreon and they're making money showing off their gorgeous fat body uh, or increasing the size of their gorgeous fat body. And then some little ex-muscle boy who's put on 20 pounds has discovered that, oh, I can, I can make money claiming to be a Gainer or I can make money showing off how I've gained 40 pounds. And so it's really upset the sort of <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Let's say authentically fat <laughs> as opposed to accidentally fat or whoopsie fat. Um, and whoopsie deciding, and deciding fat. whoopsie fat and deciding oh. to capitalize on it. <laughs> can, can we refer to this, this like COVID generation of fat people as the whoopsie fat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the whoopsie fat. That is my Thank favorite you. new word ever. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't necessarily have any suggestions on how to change my thinking about this. I, I don't really know how to go about it. I don't think you need to. I think you just um, keep asking the questions you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also just like watching because so like I was talking about Scruff before, which was designed as like, you know, the bare alternative for Grinder. But around the time it launched was when Twink was really falling out of fashion. 
And all these guys were saying, you know, like, oh, I'm not a twink. I'm a twunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh, you know, growing, oh, you know, God. not stop shaving, you know, got some scruff like the, I don't know, the titular app. Um, <laughs> and, you know, some body hair. And like, I know a lot of bears that don't like scruff because it got invaded by, you know, faux bears. <laughs> and it's like the whoopsie bears. Yeah, whoopsie bears. <laughs> the the whoopsie bears. Um and I guess that's just maybe like what my fear would be would be that like Chub Chaser will get co-opted and it'll just be like Oh, it's too late. It's uh, I don't think so. I think no, it's I think we're on the verge. Aren't we on the doorstep? I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's the nature of things. It's the nature of you know, you you have this outlier group, then that outlier group is cool. And then everybody wants to be part of that outlier group. Uh, we see it in skin tone. We see it in, we're seeing it now in body weight. We've seen it in fashion for years. It's kind of how how culture has been evolving in the last, let's say, 50 years. See, one of the things that I worry about, though, is it's, I'm, let, let me walk you through this. I'm, I'm not sure how to express this super clearly. Bear with me. So you have a bunch of these people that have never been fat, right? You, they get used to sort of thin privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, for the first time in their life post COVID, like they start identifying themselves as fat. Right. Because they feel that there is some sort of pushback against them, which means it's the first time they felt this sort of thing. How do we react the first time we feel oppression by either sort of collapsing into yourself, which is very unhealthy, or by fighting back vehemently? Mm hmm. Um, and oh, because now like, it affects me. Right. <laughs> so then you all of a sudden you have like this new flash in the pan of like Insta activists yeah. that don't really know how to be activists yet. So they get more douchey than they are activism, which causes a backlash against fat people because all these the whoopsie fats start sort of climbing on the bandwagon and fighting back in an in a bad or old fashioned way that we've already discarded that doesn't work. Well, because um, they're because they're not I know, activists. I, I, they're I not feel activists. like I'm describing a conspiracy theory here, but <laughs> no, like, because Don, you hit it because they're not activists. Because activists yeah. are fighting for the good of a group or community. These people you're talking about are fighting for the good of themselves. Like, oh gosh, yeah. I'm fat. Well, you know, fat people need rights, meaning me. Yeah, <laughs> but as soon as they lose the weight, they're oh, going yeah. to start talking to fat people about like it's so easy to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you do it? Exactly. Because that over and over they again. don't understand what it means to actually be a fat person, right? It the experience of genuine fatness, right? Mm-hmm. So that's I I'm anticipating, I'm just looking at the face of my future antagonists, <laughs> you know, and uh well, it's annoying. I mean, on the other hand, it might increase the dating pool. Who knows? Yeah, let's let's stick with that. Knock well, on wood. Because well, because if 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 where this shakes out is that being fat can happen to anyone, which is a terrible way to say it. But <laughs> if, if being fat can happen to anyone, that maybe I can be less judgy about the people who are fat. Yeah, it could happen to you <laughs> or you. Oh, I know or so even many. You. I know so many conversion stories, especially in the medical community, where the thin hot doctor got fat and all of a sudden had a different view of obesity. Yeah, funny that. Mm, it's funny like the that. time uh, uh, Tyra Banks put on the fat suit. Exactly. And uh, she suddenly understood how terrible it is to be fat. And, oh, well, uh, there's that whole thing about when when Gwyneth Paltrow and I think it was Shallow Hal 
I, I can't remember what movie it was. I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow though. And she, she talks about like, I cried cause no one looked at me in the bar. Cause she spent a day in a fat suit. And you know, the fat people are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, it just, it, and, and the worst part is like when I hear sentence like that, then it confirms all of my unfair prejudices about thin people. You know, which is which is completely unfair. Well, Ugh. it is and it isn't because, you know, there's a reason they don't. If it hasn't happened to you, there's a difference between something you've experienced and something you've heard about experiencing by others. Mm. And it's it's you're not going to get it at the same level. You're just not. Yeah. And the only defense about that is you have to know that you don't get it. Well, and I think what's interesting is so looking at the the whoopsie fats and this you know, try, I hate to say it like this, trying to be the bigger person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe and, you're always the bigger person. <laughs> getting that they don't, you know, they have not been dealing with this their whole lives mm -hmm. and they have not built up the, I don't know, the armor, the the skill set, the, the framework to manage this. And, and to, I think to defend be, yourself mentally too. Yeah. You know? Well, and from the point of view of a lot of, uh, you know, vocal people in the fat community, it's like, really, you get it now. We had are are telling you for the last forty years was was just us making up stories, and now you get it. Oh, right, because it happened to you. Which Thanks. which is very much my interaction with my father. Like mm -hmm. for him, it's this big eureka moment, and he's just sort of excited. Like now, like oh, you can tell me like. How do I get my shoes on? <laughs> like, well, actually, I don't have that issue, but, yes. uh, <laughs> but like, you know, I've been telling you this for my entire life. How did you? Okay, whatever. Fine. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, you're, you know, people have a righteous anger about that. Yeah. Are you gonna take him to the park, Don? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Let's go for a job. <laughs> Here's that chin-up bar we came to forty years ago. Oh hell, skip that! Just like we're going to a shoe store. We're gonna try on shoes, old man. <laughs> Seriously, like I think hell for my father will be like his life, depending on putting on his socks every morning. Mm. Anyway, take him to the park and then say. Happy birthday, Dad. Good luck getting home. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's an interesting world. Keep in, keep, just keep aware of uh, like the fat space as people move in and out and try and be try and be patient with people as they figure things out right now. Hmm. And I don't know. Maybe we'll get some new uh, some whoopsie fat listeners. <laughs> I would find uh, a whoopsie fat listener. Come on. Join us. It, yeah. Water's fine. Am I going to have to trademark that? Yes. I, I think we need to, Wait, so, I think we need to make t-shirts. We, <laughs> we found our t-shirt line. There yes. we go. Whoopsie fat. Um, we we do have a tip red. today. Well, we, we do have a tip, but it's a tip, but it's also the mailbag. A mailbag. Yeah. So cue, cue that beautiful mailbag music. Um. So this comes from a listener in regards to uh, last week's episode when I was talking about missing my bidet while traveling. Um, hmm. Do you want to read it, Michael? Sure. Uh, this is addressed to Trevor. The listener writes, uh, Trevor, I heard you mention that you had to travel without your bidet recently. I presume your primary bidet is a toilet-based one in your home. 
which to be fair, I would assume that too. This yeah. is my speaking out of, I, hate, I would have, <laughs> when I leave my porcelain bidet in this in my, at home, <laughs> um, but they continue. Uh, have you ever tried portable slash handheld squeeze bidets? Mm. They come in varying lengths and sizes. And personally, I can't live without them when I travel. I recommend a model and size similar to this one. And they included a, an Amazon link for a, a little squeeze bidet. That's only like 12 or $13. Um, and it's basically, it, it looks kind of like one of those, um, uh, like what, what, what are the, when doctors intubate and they have to like squeeze the, the, the baggy thing. I think I think people got it. I don't know what the name yeah. of that is either, but yes, that. It's the thing. <laughs> I just pump. know it from Scrubs, from watching Scrubs. But yeah, you squeeze it and it has like a little nozzle at the end. Um, so I haven't I, tried it, but I don't know. I, I think that's not. genius. Uh, I think we, Dan and I talked about this at some point during the trip when we were both bemoaning, uh, not like... You know, reaching for the phantom nozzle. <laughs> no, we did. We kept reaching for the control for the for the water. It's like, damn, it's still not there. <laughs> um, it feels like you're going back in time whenever you go somewhere that doesn't have one. It's mm-hmm. like, why? There, there's no reason for this at this point. Um, I have heard about people using these. I have heard about fat people using these. I am just, I have concerns. Maybe um, for sometime in 2022. We'll get a bunch and uh, review them. Well, <laughs> well, you know, we're going on that cruise. We're going to take something. You know, we're going to take something. That's uh, true. I mean, my thing is just, I don't know. When I travel, I try to have more fiber and I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> I just had this horrible, horrible product idea. <laughs> so yes. have you seen, there are these ear cleaning kits that are USB enabled. So like there's a little <gasps> camera. Oh my god! On the what? On yes. the, cle- the ear cleaning device, right? What? So you can easy- see the wax inside your ear as you clean it. Yeah. But, so but, it helps you target and get out like lo- you know blockages. I don't like where this is going, Don. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you know, it can be hard to aim those things sometimes. You know, just you know. Trevor, Don, Trevor is a fan of fart jokes, not poop jokes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, I made that mistake. I made that mistake too many times. We keep it classy here (laughs) at the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Listeners, you should have seen how sassy he got just now. It was (laughs) straight straight hand to hip. Straight hand to hip. (laughs) Yes. There was Um, a head tilt and everything. Thank you, listener. I don't know. I'm serious about the maybe trying the travel, like reviewing travel days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My concern is like, I feel like it's a whole thing of like, I don't know what I like carrying it around i don't want to i don't know i I think something that squeaks me out about like the whole fillet like all them there's a lot of logistics that get with that that maybe we'll explore in a future episode but thank you for this um it's on my radar uh hearing the more i hear positive feedback about it the more i am open to trying it but i still have concerns i have to say that i i have recommended a plethora of bathroom aids over the course of my chub, chubby chaser dating and most chubs have the initial position of like yeah i don't know like their skepticism is usually their first reaction rather than like oh my god that sounds great i'll get mm-hmm. one immediately well to be honest i i have a feeling like if i was on a date with someone and they started talking about my wiping well, procedures i probably a- wouldn't <laughs> want to talk about it either well I'm just saying that this is not where I begin the date, and B, it's not on the date. Isn't I get it, these, Dan? N- I, Isn't you know, it? I, I do talk to people outside the dating arena. <laughs> <sighs> 
<laughs> well, I think we're we're properly amped and silly and ready to get onto the bit. All right. Bit. So what do we got? today I thought we would be educational. So okay. since uh you know we're talking about people labeling themselves as fat and wondering if it's appropriate or inappropriate, I thought, wait a minute, what does it actually mean? Fat, right? Where does that word come from? What do, so when what are all these different euphemisms of the of these different words we use? So um for example, let's just to lead it off, like have we heard of the word zoftig? Oh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I actually have uh, a little, a, a very quick Zoftig story. Okay. <laughs> of my mom discussing oh, yeah. porn stars and saying, I'm not an expert on pornography, but I would expect porn stars to be a little more Zoftig. Because <laughs> she was, she, why? Because she found out that this. In finding out someone was a porn star and they're very petite. And she, I think, I, I, is not an expert in porn stars, but thinks they should be more ample. Well, the origins of so although the word today like we use it's a yiddish word we use it to describe a alluringly plump curvaceous buxom woman um what it literally is descended from is the word that means juicy zoft mm. so, <laughs> so when you're saying someone is zoftig you're saying they are juicy mm. full of mm -hmm. juice so mm -hmm. some of these other words like there are some interesting is interesting interesting histories here so let's Let's start off with the, the the big one, the word that we have discussed throughout the episode, fat, right? Mm -hmm. Can any of you guess what the word fat, what, what its origins, what did, what did it originally mean when it showed up in the English language? It didn't mean, it was a euphemism for what it actually meant? Uh, it meant something else. What's well, Germanic, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Old English, uh, Germanic, yeah. um, also Norse and German, like it mm -hmm. comes from all these sort of different places. Yeah, it's a common root. Anyone want to take a stab at the original meaning of fat? I'm going to guess uh, either ample or maybe wide. I was okay. going to say rich. Thick. Rich. Like a, All right. a big piece of wood. Like a And our tree. winner for this particular question is Michael. It, is, it le meant literally abounding in comforts or prosperous hmm. in Aha. the late 14th century. Hell you yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's interesting is like the... Uh, you know, uh, so words like uh, fat, meaning the teen slang for uh, attractive or up to date or P-H-A-T, are actually closer to the original meanings of the word than the way we use it today. Hmm. I just thought that was interesting. That's yeah. cool. How about the origins yeah. of the word chubby? Mm. Oh, boy. Uh, chubby. Oh, angelic. Angelic? Yeah, uh, cher like cherubic. Cherubic. Okay. Dan, do you have a guess? I like that. I'm gonna. It's it's probably nonsense, but I like it. <laughs> I, I like it better than its actual origins. Oh, no. uh, oh, oh. well. So well. it has it has some animalistic origins. Anyone have a guess? There's a hint there. It has something to do with an animal. Oh, yeah. I was thinking like like whale blubber. I don't know. Okay, pretty I... close. So what it means literally is resembling a chub. The short, thick oh, type of fish, oh. fish right? So it's, it's it's <laughs> disappointing, really. So yeah. chubby is like stout, like a fish, stout like a fish. <laughs> However, there is another another root that could come from, which was a uh, used a lazy, spiritless fellow, a rustic simpleton, dolt or fool. 
Wow. Um, which is also associated with a, a mm. jolt head, a great headed, full cheeked fellow. So chubby, let's go with the fish because I don't like the other connotation. I'm going to go with yeah. the I fish. mean, when they say full cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> what cheeks are we yeah. talking about here? <laughs> uh, let's see. Here we go. Last, uh, this one, we portly. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, alcoholic, like drinking like a, too much. Like a boat. Tied to, okay, we got a boat. I like, I like Michael's tied to port. Like someone who, a, tied a, to a the wine. A tippler, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like rosy cheeks, you know, rosacea, drinking too much. Yeah. Trevor may have something on here in that what its original meaning in the 15th century was stately, dignified, of noble appearance and carriage. Hmm. So like hmm. gliding forward oh, like, like a like, ship. You like know? Com- like, well, comportment, be- proper yeah, behavior. Yeah, comportment. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Last one on my list, a uh, stout. This one, this one hasn't changed too much. Uh, stout generally meaning anyone? Well, beer. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking the origin is still associated with thick, though. Mm-hmm. A stout stick. Well, stout, a stout beer is thick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Th- that, okay. that it's, not about, it's not just the beer. It's... Well, you know, Michael, you know, stout is also a body description. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. so <laughs> I assume that's why you mentioned it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you were saying like, wait, that's a beer. <laughs> okay. No, no. Uh, so yeah, uh, you're on point. It means the actual meaning from the 1300s is strong in bod- body, powerfully built. Oh. Uh, thick-bodied, uh, uh-huh. like that. The way we use it today, thick-bodied, fat and large, bulky, bulky and figure, didn't show up until the mid 1800s. Uh, as in stout-hearted. Meaning brave. Yeah. Brave, <laughs> courageous, masculine. Mm-hmm. Was you a big you mean they weren't trying to say fat hearted? <laughs> so those are some of our origins. It's, it's interesting to, I, I was diving into some of these words and uh, it's, it's just interesting to go back in the history and see how they've changed in usage over the years too. Mm. No, I like this. This is a good game. Like one of the little factoids I have here is just, it's again, sorry, bit of a tangent, but I just think it's cool. Um, so fat meaning, um, you know, abundant or large. Today, we use the term fat chance to mean you have no chance. Yeah. Originally, the term fat chance, when it first showed up, meant huge chance. Like, this is almost definitely going to happen, right? Wow. Because, yeah, but somewhere along the way, we started using it sarcastically. It became Yeah, you got a big chance of that one. And now that has just flipped the meaning because we're just so freaking And now it only sarcastic. has the ironic meaning. Yeah. Wow. Right. You only say that sarcastically. That's yep. so funny. It's just an interesting huh. world. Mm-hmm. So what other euphemisms for fat do you know about, dear listener? <laughs> Trevor, Probably where could they tell us about this? <laughs> well, we're on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Stitcher everywhere. All the things. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Give them to us. See the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgamepod.com. Yeah. Uh, we're we're approaching Christmas. We had a a fully wonderful Hanukkah. <laughs> we have the winter solstice. All the all the winter things coming. And maybe you're listening as you're decorating, as you choose. And uh, there's um a rustling outside. Make some some jingle bells. You go outside, and it's uh, it's 
whoopsie fat claws. <laughs> uh, and he's got something for you. So. Jesus, what's he putting in our stockings? <laughs> Watch out. It's the Whoopsie Fat Claws. Is there a Whoopsie Fat Oh, there should be.